Welcome to Filthy Friday Foreplay, the podcast that invites you to get to know the humans in our filthy community a little better. My name's Beanie, creator of Filthy Friday, the UK pole industry's first fully diverse and inclusive space. And I'll be sitting down with some of my filthiest friends as we bear all from pole to soul and everything in between. Hello! This episode of Filthy Friday Foreplay is sponsored by Panthera Polewear. And oh God, where on earth do I start with this? As a plus polar, I've always found it really hard to find sexy polewear. And being a self-titled filth queen, I'm always on the hunt for something that represents exactly who I am when I'm on the pole. Panthera created the most stunning custom bodysuit for me, which does exactly that. It shows all the booty and fits like a glove. And on top of that, it's bougie as hell. Just what I wanted. Creating my one-of-a-kind piece was made simple. With efficient responses to my 3,000 questions, an inclusive size chart, reasonable prices, and a variety of fun, bright fabrics to choose from, Panthera is the one for me. And guess what, babes? Filthy Friday Foreplay listeners get a lovely 20% discount on custom and Etsy orders. All you have to do is let them know when you're ordering that you're a hoe for this podcast and your discount will be applied to your order. For Etsy purchases, use code FILTHYFRIDAY20. That's FILTHYFRIDAY20. Enjoy! Hello, welcome to episode nine of Filthy Friday Foreplay with me, Beanie, and Queen Pole Bay, Lauren Elise. Lauren is my favorite ooey gooey performer, and I have to give a huge shout out to her musicality and ability to freestyle like a fucking G. Lauren is also the creator, so one half of um, Eden Pole Comp, along, oh yeah, so there we go, along with her good friend Dee, and she's here to talk to us about movement supremacy. So hi, Lauren. Hiya. <laughs> How are you doing, my darling? I'm good. How are you? I was like practicing how to say hi then in my head. <laughs> it came out so northern though. I feel like no. it, it It really did not sound like you. It felt like me talking to me. It was like, hiya. Maybe that's your influence. Do you know what? Yeah. Like, because we had a little chat just before we started. So I feel like I'm already getting into your head. Yeah, just like, like a symbian. Is it a symbian? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me with you. Um, so what have you been up to? Tell us, tell the world what you've been up to. Oh, um, so I was teaching as much as I could through lockdown. Um, I've been teaching online classes. I've been doing workshops and things like that. Um, but actually, I found it quite difficult in terms of making sure that I was making enough money. I found it really stressful. So I've been looking for a day job I've gone back to the nine to five um which actually for me has worked out really well I got really lucky with the job that I found um, yeah it's a really good job I really I really enjoy it and I kind of there's there's things that sync up with what I've been doing over the years in poll where it's kind of like 
this makes total sense to me and it doesn't feel quite so much like I've left completely which is nice yeah so you're, you're still connected in 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 your own little way yeah exactly like it's all I'm working for a contemporary dance company so it's kind of like it's new but not new in that kind of sense yeah so do you get to see performances and like do you, like how how does it all work are you still um are you able to like sit in on um events and stuff so most of it's been through Zoom at the moment. Oh, yeah, like, when, shit. like I've seen, yeah, everything, nothing's happening yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, they've been quite cool in that they um, have been doing live streams. They've been doing online content. But instead of just kind of filming a piece on a stage and sending that to everyone, they've been kind of creating or recreating pieces to make sure that the camera fits into the movement. Ah. So it's a lot more immersive, which is quite, I think, a unique way of doing it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Some really good, really good feedback from audiences, which is nice. Oh, that's so nice. So not so like how we do Filthy Friday and it's just like your camera's set up and it gets what angle it gets. So this is kind of like Yes, the camera's almost like choreographed with the dancers. Oh my god. Yeah, oh my god, really cool. I love that. <laughs> Especially with the, with contemporary dance as well, I feel like that is just. I mean, you want to feel like you're in in the room, and yeah, you know that's exactly. that's something that I think everybody's missing that kind of atmosphere. And where online shows are great for keeping people connected, I think it's really hard to kind of get the the vibe that you would if you were at a live event, especially when it comes to the arts like music, um, dance. Yeah and yeah so i'm so i really need hook me up please lauren <laughs> get, get me on the guest live list stream in the summer i can i can sort something out i'm sure yes oh my <laughs> god i will die like that is amazing um right so i'm just gonna go back and because I jumped ahead there because I've not spoken to you for a while I was like you know what no I want to know what she's been up to but I'm just going to go back and I'm going to ask the icebreaker questions yes. um so first question is what about Paul makes you feel like your most powerful self oh uh do you know what I actually really enjoy performing and very kind of specifically performing in front of an audience because there's something about that like a it's almost like a bit of exhibitionism because yeah. I'm such an introvert that's like the one point when I get on a stage where I'm like yes everyone look at me yes <laughs> like and you definitely and I like walk away and turn back into my because <laughs> like knowing you like I've seen you perform so many times and that's definitely a vibe that I get from you you kind of like I don't know like just like sweet innocent cute Lauren that will cuss someone out if needs be if needs be Lauren picks yeah, her battles um but yeah like once you get on stage it's a whole like your energy is so bold and fierce and you can see that you enjoy it that's that's one of the things that I always get from you and I'm just like oh my god how how do I do this how you do that too though I I feel like I kind of get in my own head a little bit and I let I let things get in the way of me being like my my organic self when I'm moving. Um yeah. but I've I've no you know, it's just little things like, oh my god, like my, my tummy's rolled out of my knickers or my wig is slipping. And I've noticed that that I really let it hinder my performance and my full like extending fully and just really embracing who I am. But I've I think since having Theo 
like when you give birth like everything's all out there and you know what i mean and you you know i actually gave birth in my wig because i And the, the midwife, um, well, the anaesthetist, she was wonderful and um, she just knew straight away and she just kept, she was pulling it down for me and adjusting oh, it bless. and she was wonderful. And I think since that moment, I've kind of been able to um, just really embrace it fully and just really get lost in the moment. And, you know, in, I enjoy connecting with myself on the yeah. pole so I feel like if I'm if I'm doing that then it's going to come across that way to the audience um so I'm getting there I'm getting there I'm still not at your level because you are the, the very first time I saw you perform I was just like fucking how like I, I <laughs> and just the fact that you freestyle everything I dropped that into every conversation because <laughs> everyone has to know <laughs> like it's fucking wild it's wild I don't know how like yeah no I don't, I, do you know what? I don't even know. I think that's just how I, that's how I started moving anyway. And I used, when I was like a student, like a proper yeah. student full time. And uh, the class that I went to, she would make us freestyle at the end of every class. And there was always like an awkward, ah. like, oh, people don't want to do this. And then I was always the one who was like, do you know what? I'm like, it, I'm just going to do it. Because otherwise I'm just wasting my own time. Um, yeah. And I think it's that kind of there's an element of letting go of the fear of it i guess just yeah it doesn't matter if i look stupid it doesn't matter if something goes wrong like that's kind of that's sometimes the best bits are the bits that i didn't think were going to turn out well and then i watch them yeah back and i'm like actually i really like that yeah that makes so much sense because i was going to ask you like Sometimes when I'm freestyling, like, it always feels good. Like, always, yeah. it always feels good. Like, before I can see what I'm doing, the feeling that I get is amazing. And sometimes I watch it back and I'm like, what the actual fuck be? Like, <laughs> no one. That is not, like, that's not a move. Um, so, like, I was going to ask, like, how you... Like, you you never seem to get stuck. You know your body and your movement so well. And it's like... I feel like you just, and you're still hitting beats. Do you know what I mean? Like you're still hitting beats. And I'm like, how has she not got stuck? Like, how do you kind of, how do you do that? So, I mean, I do get stuck a lot. When I'm in the studio, like training, when I'm freestyling there, I get stuck all the time. Yeah. Um, Or I'll like do something and I'll, especially with those heels, I'll get my foot caught or I'll get like, (laughs) 10 inch queen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I'm going into a performance, it's so I think for me, a freestyle is never a true freestyle. It's never like a completely organic. Nothing is like everything is new to me. Nothing has been done before. Yeah. Freestyles for me are more like a, um, like an educated, just putting together of things that I've like, I've done them all before and I've done them maybe in different orders. So yeah. It's always movements that I know. And if I'm going into a performance, I kind of, when I'm like preparing and when I'm getting ready to do it in the last like hour or whatever, I'll start thinking about things that I've been doing recently that I could put into this. Yeah. So I've kind of got an idea of what's going to happen. I just don't know when, when everything's going to come together. Um, that's that's such a beautiful way like that just goes with you as as a human as a person that is just (laughs) do you know that is goddess level shit lauren like that is otherworldly like you've got me fucked up today because you know what 
<laughs> like it really is it is and it kind of ties in with what i was saying in um our last episode where you know where people kind of are really down on on beginner movement and the fundamentals of pole yeah. and it's it's like you were just saying you know nothing's completely new and i really love that beginner in air quotes movement uh, because there's so much development from that you know yeah, what I mean? Like, like every, every, everything I do comes from something I learned as an absolute beginner, like a simple body wave, a hip dip, a front hook, a back hook, just those those simple moves. And I'm finding that people are being really down on themselves about, about that simple, beautiful movement. But, you know, it's the foundations of everything we do. So yeah, it really is. Like you, you've just like said it in the, what on earth are you typing? <laughs> <laughs> Just making notes for myself. Oh, <laughs> good, good things to say. Oh, that's amazing. Um, okay, so next question is: What's your favorite pole and or floor move? Uh, probably a shoulder stand because I seem to do yes. them all the time. Um, I don't think I've ever done a routine where I haven't put at least one in. <laughs> yeah, I love um, your shoulder stands. Yeah, I think there was a point I remember prepping for a competition. And I, so competitions tend to be the only time that I'll choreograph, more so in recent years, because as I've gotten to like a higher, higher level where I'm in like higher categories. Yeah. Freestyling doesn't always cut it. And I, I'm such a perfectionist that I come out and I'm like, oh, that wasn't great. So I've started yeah. choreographing competitions and things. And I did one where I put in a shoulder stand, but it was like a deadlift shoulder stand. And I trained it so often that now it's just become like habit. It's just like integrated itself into my yeah because it, it looks so <laughs> when you do them they look so uh just fluid like effortless completely effortless and the fact that you're wearing fucking 10 inch heels like i'm sure <laughs> I don't, I don't like that is like I, I think that eight inch heels are like a kilogram i'm so shit with measurements and and everything and normal things i'm shit with but Eight inch heels are heavy, like as you know. Yeah. If you're listening and you wear eight inch heels, you know that they are heavy. So ten inch heels, deadlifting shoulder stands. Can we just have a moment of silence for oh Lauren's core and hips <laughs> <Please>. and legs? <laughs> and I love when you um I don't know what the move's called. Um when you kind of you're in like a normal shoulder stand with your legs straddled and then you bring your legs together and up. And you're just balancing mm, like your a, legs. Are t- like a candlestick kind of position. Yeah. What on earth, Lauren? <laughs> I genuinely... practice. Yeah, I genuinely... I don't know who you think you are. I don't give a shit. I <laughs> I'm done. I'm so done. Um, okay. And the next question is, moving on, um, your favourite thing about Filthy Friday? Oh, just the community. Just, like... Because I think I've done all of the shows now, haven't I? Like all of the live and all of the Yeah. Like, I'm just obsessed. I'm obsessed with you. Um ah. and the it's the it's the community that you've created. Like I've there've been other situations and other shows and other things that I've been involved in or that I've been to and there's sometimes like an atmosphere that's not the most welcoming or the most comfortable. Yeah. There's always sometimes it's that people are very kind of nervous and awkward and that like they separate themselves. Um, sometimes people are just not being particularly kind to each other. Yeah. Um, and Filthy Friday is the one that is consistently like a little family, even like even if it's an almost completely new crowd. 
yeah. new performers, everyone is still just, they come together and they're always friendly. They're always lovely. Everyone's so supportive of each other. And that is like the nicest thing. I think, I think that's nice. Yeah, I really like that. I think um, being an only child, like I've got so much love to give, like so much. And I I will give that to those who are deserving. I've made yeah. the mistake of giving it to those who aren't. Um, you know, that's uh, a whole nother episode. But I think I really love that. Like, I really love a family feel. Like I, I yeah. love the idea of... Um, so growing up and, go, and going through high school and being one of the only um, black um, kids there with, with no siblings at my school, I always felt as though I was always fighting my own battles. It was really, really mm. hard to kind of, you know, you, you would see um, other people in situations and they had like an older brother or sister. And I kind of never truly had a, a, a family family. My mum would, my mum is my ride or die, but yeah. you know. So I really, I really wanted that feel. I mean, without trying so hard, I really wanted that feel with, um, with, with Filthy Friday, and I think it's just happened really naturally because I think we're all kind of very, you know, when they say your vibe attracts your tribe, and I really love that, yeah. and I think it's so true. And everybody that, even other people that, um, you know, Filthy Friday vets have brought on have still had the same kind of energy, and it's just, it's really nice, like very supportive, and I know that whenever like i've been to lauren guys listen i have been to lauren with so many issues and she's been like yep yeah, we don't worry we can sort it if you need me to do anything i will do it like that's the kind of vibe that wants you know people you know that will have your back um, yeah. regardless and people that will tell you you're a dickhead without fear of do you know what i mean like i love that about you a lot especially um shan because i know she'll call me out of my bullshit in a fucking heartbeat oh, yeah. she's great for that like she really is <laughs> she she's so ballsy i love it um okay so the dreaded question so your <laughs> favorite thing about the poem community and your least favorite uh my favorite thing about the poll community is probably I suppose maybe it's the my favorite and least favorite is the diversity yeah <laughs> um so if you're if you put in a bit of like oh, it's not even that much legwork to find it but there's so many people and there's such there's such a range of styles and a range of bodies and a range of movement and it's just like I take inspiration not that I I don't always share it. I share stuff like I'll share stuff on my stories if I see stuff that I really that I enjoy. Yeah, I don't always tell people, but like almost all of my inspiration is just from other dancers, and often not the people that you would expect. It's not like yeah. not necessarily huge names. I actually don't follow a lot of the really big names, mainly because most of them do tricks, and I don't really care about tricks. Same, <laughs> hard same. Like, I want the people who are just dancing in their bedroom and feeling themselves. Like that's yeah. The, that's what I enjoy watching um and there's so much to be found and there's so much to be found in people who probably don't think that they would be an inspiration to anyone um and they absolutely are like there's yeah. people that you can watch and you're just like I'm like hypnotized by them yeah and they've legit got about 20 followers and yeah. like two likes <laughs> per picture and you're like how like <laughs> how has this person gonna notice but yeah like I, I really like that about the pole industry, definitely. Yeah. Um, so then that, I guess, ties into my least favourite thing is that, that that kind of 
diversity in that kind of spectrum of people doesn't always translate into more um, visible platforms. So like competitions and showcases and things like that, I think it's been a very uphill struggle to try and get a lot of recognition and for people to feel welcomed in those spaces. Yeah. Um, Which there's a few reasons for it, which we don't need to go (laughs) into right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me just Um, sip this tea right here. But there's like there's so much work to be done on that front so that because I've heard so many stories of people feeling alienated and people not feeling welcome and people like I've I've been unofficially like unwelcome in places and it's like but why like we're all trying to do the same thing and I understand there's like, yeah. a business aspect to this but we're not that big of a community we're not that we're not like we're global but we're not huge yeah and like what do you what do you think that is like why do you think that because i've had um messages before from people who've performed at filthy friday and they've gone to do a competition because usually when we do we go for when one of us goes for a competition or a few of us will all go and support like that's just what we do and this person was doing a competition and none of us were there Um, i don't know why we, we couldn't make it but none of us were there and they were like, um, oh no, shit, tell a lie. A few, a few Filthy Friday people were there. Sorry. A few Filthy Friday people were there. I wasn't there. And I got a message from this person just saying, oh my God, Beans, like the environment here is like kind of hostile. Um, mm. I feel like a lot of people don't like me. And if it wasn't for the few people that I know from Filthy Friday, um, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, I kind of would just be on my own and like I felt that so hard I was just like fuck like what what is it like why why are people like that like help me out Lauren why do you yeah. think <laughs> what do you think oh, it is God. my I mean I don't I can't see into everyone's heads but I would I guess I would say ego I think there's yeah. there's always like a there's a power struggle people want to be they want to feel like they're the most powerful person in the room they want to feel like they are the best um and I mean, I've I've been guilty of that too, absolutely. But I yeah. think it's one of those things that you have to let go of, especially if you're creating something, that it shouldn't then be about you. It should be about the people that you're trying to involve. Yeah. Um, when it comes to competitions and things like that, there's an element of, like, with other competitors, like, I go into a space and I go into a competition and I'm usually quite chill because I'm like, something will happen. It might not, I might be a little bit stressed, but I'm quite good at like calming myself down and hiding it. And I try and be friendly to people because I know that other people might find it a lot more difficult. They might be a lot more stressed. So me being negative towards them or me being unfriendly makes that experience worse. And I've never, I don't want to do that for people. If I ever have, I'm really sorry. I try not to. Um, But I don't think everyone everyone kind of sees it as a very individual experience, whereas actually it could be quite a collaborative. You're going to perform better if you feel like you're being supported. Yeah, that's true. And like having those, you know, those people in the changing rooms that you met, um, you know, like sharing makeup and just having them at the side of the stage, like absolutely screaming for you. I feel like that is such an amazing feeling. I mean, I've heard before that there's been people who just have, have gone in so i think um 
some competitions separate each category so you're in like different fitting yeah. rooms and um, changing rooms for those of you who've never been to a competition before and um i heard from someone else who'd done filthy friday that they'd gone into they were in the professional category and they'd gone into their um changing rooms and absolutely not a soul spoke no one no one spoke to her and I, and yeah. she she was just like it's ridiculous yes we are competitors but you know it doesn't you know it's not the the russian olympics we don't have to be so fucking you know just exactly do you know what i mean just dead like just you know and i was just not that the russian olympics are dead can i just say (laughs) um (laughs) that was a complete stereotype (laughs) and i take that back i do apologize but yeah do you know what i mean just that kind of when you when they have like trainers it's like don't talk to the competition like they're your comp- they're your competitor and i just feel like that what we do is so um like vulnerable and yeah. you know there's so much so much emotion whether you trick you know or just get up and dance it doesn't matter how you dance like what we do essentially comes from i believe comes from the same the same kind of place it's just different um so we should be able to like you know be in the same space and talk about our experiences and get to know each other a bit better but hey that's probably that's that's probably just me um i don't know i'd totally be on your side with that like i just i don't see the point in being so hostile yeah and that's like the the perfect word for it because it really is like just hostile and yeah. like mean like there's like i mean touch words like i've never been in that environment and whenever i've been in a fit in a change a fitting room fucking hell beans in a changing room and <laughs> seen anyone on their own i've always been like oh come and sit with us um and that's how i've made so many friends and i just think i don't know i just think it's wonderful maybe i'm yeah. too friendly i don't know i'm oh, trash no, no i think you're great because it, it's like what we were saying about filthy friday that's absolutely comes from you that's your like that's your persona bringing people together and people respect the space because of who you are yeah thanks lauren i was just having a little sip of water there um (laughs) so um i'm gonna go you've already told us what you've been up to i'm just gonna go back and just like tell us a little bit about yourself so like your history how it all started how you got to where you are a little bit about lauren okay um so i started doing pole when i was at uni so what 10 11 years ago god feels like forever (laughs) um and it was just i was in i think i was in second year when i started maybe third it was just something to do like it was just something to go out for in the evenings and we I started with a friend of mine we were like oh we're gonna go to pole and it will stop us going out on nights out because we were drinking every night of the week um <laughs> as you do <laughs> ended up yes uni what else do you do it ended up being almost like pre-drink so we'd go to pole and then we'd go to one of our houses and get ready and then go <laughs> after anyway so it didn't, yes didn't achieve any kind of purpose but um I just kind of fell in love with it. It was the first thing that I was like, actually, I feel like I could be quite good at this. Or like, I feel like I'm, I understand it and I get it and my body wants to do it. Um, and it just stuck for me. Um, did it all through my third year, came back to London, realised it was a whole lot more expensive. In yes, like the, um, the difference is amazing. Yeah. 
it was crazy at the time and I mean maybe it maybe it doesn't seem so expensive to some people now but I'd gone from doing it was like 35 pounds for five weeks um once a week and then I came back to London because at that point I was like intermediate going towards advanced but not quite advanced and the cheapest one I found at the beginning was about 140 pounds for four weeks wow and I was like no (laughs) I love it but I'm not paying that much money for it yeah that is a lot yeah um and it, it's just it's so that's maybe one of the other things that I don't like so much about pole and I understand why it is that price but it's also very inaccessible yeah it's very much like a privilege to be able to do pole and do pole regularly um so I it took agree. me a little while it took me maybe about a year to find a studio that was more affordable um, yeah and I ended up being there for about four years and I was there up until I started teaching um and I just loved it the the studio was Paul Vocative in Croydon run by Lisa Williams and she oh yeah she's just like as an instructor and as a person she's just so lovely and so amazing and she really kind of supported because it was it was essentially just her little like space yeah it felt like uh, it was a bit like Filthy Friday it felt like a home it felt like a family Um, yeah and I just really really loved the classes there um towards the end I had Hannah Rose teaching me who is still one of my favorite instructors to date like she is very much not me (laughs) in that she's (laughs) very much tricks and like yeah big flippy tricks (laughs) um but she's also very very good at supporting different body types and supporting different like abilities and things like that and even um when I was like intermediate and she was teaching me everything just seemed very kind of doable through her instruction yeah. and she I really really highly rate her like whenever anyone comes to me and they're like I want to learn topology and I'm like have you met me <laughs> <She's> like, <"No." laughs> but you can go to Hannah <laughs> yeah because I was going to ask like was there a point in your pole journey where because I know you can do tricks like I've seen it and like I've stalked your YouTube for like <laughs> the longest time so yeah was there ever a point that you were like yeah like I want to do this trick that trick were you were you ever like more tricks heavy oh yeah the so the first time I wore heels was about five years in and it was when I did authentics in 2015 and that training for that was the first time I'd ever worn a pair of heels. I just went straight in and did a competition. <laughs> um, God. Before that, everything was perfect. Every I was still doing like sexy and sensual movement, but it was mostly just in that little like freestyle period at the end of class. Yeah. Um, and everything else was tricks. And I, I enjoy tricks up to like early advanced tricks. When it starts right. getting like very contortiony maybe because I just don't enjoy like pushing myself that much I want thing I want to be able yes. to get in and out of things easily I don't want to spend five minutes getting into a move to hold it for three seconds yeah like, not, that's not how I want to move I want to be able to dance through things yeah um so when it started getting to that kind of point I sort of switched off a little bit um potentially that did coincide with the fact that I around five years in was when I started teaching um so I wasn't going to classes as much anyway I wasn't training as much my kind of focus was on my students and was on helping other people rather than myself yeah because it's easy to get really lost in that and kind of it it because I I personally feel like once you start teaching and it kind of becomes a whole the way you train is completely different to how you would if, if it if it was 
just for yourself. I don't know yeah. if you felt the same. Like it is very different. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I feel like when I'm now when I'm teaching, I still do things that I I know that my body will do, and there's a lot of things that I teach that I don't think that people come to me because they know that I'm going to make them do it. Like when we do laybacks and things like that, and everyone's like, oh, I really hate laybacks, so I come to you because you're going to make me do it because that's what you like. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Lauren, just one sec. Sorry. Hi. Sorry, guys. We took a it would. It sounds like a split second to you, but me and Lauren have just taken, like, a literal, like, two-minute break because, yeah, just for weird reasons. So, Lauren, I'm going to move on to... Um, the the next part of our conversation because i know that something that i've been seeing like quite a lot recently and i think you brought it up to me like a good few Mm. weeks ago and the the subject that you wanted to talk about today and like once you mentioned it like so much shit just made sense (laughs) and it was like i took the limitless pill and i was like i could fucking sit yeah like my (laughs) eyes were wide open so Today we're going to be talking about um, movement supremacy and like just for, well, for me and the listeners, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about um, what movement supremacy is? Yeah, so I don't, I mean, I don't know any kind of official definition, but for me it's the idea that one way of dancing and one way of like doing things is superior to the rest. So being able to invert in a particular way has to be the right way or being able to do this with your feet pointed has to be the right way um and i think it's one of those things that that makes pole sometimes inaccessible for people and it sort of limits yeah how much expression there's a lot it or maybe it doesn't limit it does limit expression but it also kind of um curtails people's like creativity and their how they want to move and how their bodies want to move and it kind of forces you to fit into a little box yeah which if if you're doing it for a competition or something like that i can sort of see how it how because it makes it easier to judge to have everything done in a specific way but if you're just dancing for yourself if you're going to classes and you're just learning things as long as it's safe as long as you're not going to hurt yourself do it how you want yeah i think um so i've recently been um stalking marlo fiskin um quite a lot and she is really really breaking down those boundaries of you know how how things are meant to be in air quotes again and you know how how they can be not even how they should be but how they can be and i think it's really helping people to think outside the box and and explore um their capabilities a little bit more which is so important on this on this journey because like you said like it's just i mean outside of competitions and when we're dancing for ourselves and when we go to instructors i kind of the way i teach is kind of so first and foremost because my body is different i do things differently anyway i walk in heels differently i use my heels differently i use my body completely differently so when i teach like i will rep and rep and rep and rep 
so that I can figure out what part of my body I'm using so I know how it feels. So if somebody comes in with, and they're straight sized or, you know, they're just not able to get the move for whatever reason, there's a, there's another way around it. You know, it doesn't have to, it's not do as I do. It's like yeah, kind of exactly. like, yeah, like let's, let's feel it out and let's work for it together. And I love that because then there's sometimes in the class, somebody else will try, will see me working with one person and then they'll be like, yeah, that actually works better for me as well and I'm like bingo yeah, like exactly. like we've got it you know the rules don't have to be so so rigid so, and, yeah exactly and I think that contributes so much to like us questioning ourselves and then and, and the and the value in in what we do and I, I see a lot of people getting so fucking depressed and so down and you know I can't do this and I can't do that and a lot of the time I think it's because you've been maybe conditioned to believe that there's only one way to do something and you feel stuck now yeah, and completely. yeah it's just it's it's a whole thing um so yeah like why did you want to talk about this topic in particular uh i think it's it will be really important for the kind of evolution of pole and how we yeah. as a as an industry and as a community progress but also it's something that i've kind of over the last couple of years like the later sort of years of my teaching i've tried to i've noticed and i've tried to move away from this idea that there's like a specific way of doing things yeah um especially I, used, I was teaching a lot of beginners and I was teaching a lot of beginners of kind of very different body types and some who had like medical conditions and who had more difficulty with certain things. And it was, there's kind of like the way that we're taught to do with the, or the way that we're taught to teach things. But I think it's hard to see all the nuance in how things need to be um, put across to students until you're in that environment like I've, yeah all of the learning that I've done all of the way that I teach is from having taught it's not from having done the course yeah um and I remember you get all those memes and things like that of being like point your toes and your instructor's always being like point your toes and I, re I try really hard not to say that to my beginners because fundamentally it doesn't matter yeah when I'm teaching like sexy and things like that I make a point of saying if I, when I remember, when I'm not like hyper and overwhelmed, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a point of being like, aesthetically, this is how I prefer it to look. I prefer yeah. a flexed foot for this reason. If you're going to do a flexed foot, I prefer it when it's intentionally flexed, not just because, but that's also just me. Like if you want to move in a certain way. And I've definitely yeah. been guilty of saying, I've been putting in feedback and I've noticed, I've like noticed this about myself, putting in feedback about kind of, um, pointy feet and I've tried to reword it as like think about your engagement because it's not so yeah much about your nice pointed is it's the line that you're going for and is that the line that you're going for is that yeah really is it intentional um and also because it's something that we tried to do with Eden um yeah so like having come through the competition circuit and I've done a lot of competitions and you a lot have of, like, Lauren <laughs> A couple of tricks ones and then mostly sexy ones yeah but i found that feedback is not always super constructive it's not always it's not always useful to the person like yeah. i've had feedback on what i'm wearing or like something that i've done with my prop and i'm like but that has nothing to do with my movement um i find I, that really annoying by the way yeah. like really oh, yeah, annoying. It infuriates me because 
and there's also in kind of judging competitions I think a tendency to put your own preferences onto something else which again is something I try not to do so I, I obviously have a preference in the way that I move and there's certain things that I look for in other people but those things don't necessarily have to be in my style so I might look for confidence and attitude I might look for musicality I might look for kind of unique transitions or like a certain way of doing things yeah but I also want you to do that the way that you want to do it I don't want you to be kind of a replica of someone else I want to see your personality and your kind of passion your joy in it coming through so the people yeah. that I really enjoy watching are people who have taken a bit of time to understand their style and they're not conforming completely to how they've been taught something they've found a little way of doing it that's unique to themselves or that they feel good with maybe not unique but that they feel like works yeah for them. I feel like um over the years cause I started um poll in 2015 and I feel like over the years, especially on social media, that everything's kind of merging into one. And even yeah. people with, you know, with different body types, I kind of, and, you know, each to their own. Like, I don't want to come across like um, and a fucking elitist movement snob. Like, that's, <laughs> that is not the fucking vibe I'm going for. But I'm just seeing a bit of a shift in what everyone's doing. There's less mm. appreciation for dance and I feel like there's more samesy. Yes. more samesy stuff going on um and you know the the same on stages it's kind of i mean i i've judged two online competitions which were real eye openers for me because like you i have my preference to to what i would like to see but that doesn't cloud um me um my ability to to judge someone um, on what they've brought to the stage. Yeah, exactly. But what I am seeing is that, you know, there is quite a lot of the same. So it's like, so like same combos. Oh, I saw such and such yeah. a body do this. So like I was inspired by such and too. such. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, but, and I don't know whether it's like, because people kind of love that, that engagement and the likes and the comments and the shares and then and seeing somebody else get that for that combo or do they genuinely just want to try it for themselves like I, I I don't I don't really know um but yeah it's starting to be you know not again not to shit on anyone that's doing that each to their own like that's that's your journey and your preference is your preference but yeah there has been um a, a massive shift in and an appreciation for for movement just unique yeah. beautiful movement yeah completely i really I enjoy that because there's so much space for making it whatever you want and doing what you yeah. want and not necessarily having to do what everyone else is doing and just or doing that if that's what you want to do but i don't think anyone should feel like they have to be dancing a certain way or have to look a certain way yeah and like do you also find that within this kind of movement like samesiness I'm, I'm lost for words today i didn't i didn't swallow a dictionary today either so in that movement samesiness do you find that we're also forming these elitist groups of people um and that aren't inclusive at all um do you do you know what i mean it's like it's kind of there's a hierarchy and the I, I feel like I'm seeing quite a lot of elitism going on and all those groups kind of look the same and you know the people look the same and it 
the on, the only question that I have from that really is that like are their views the same? Like, is this why we're struggling to see more diverse lineups in shows? Because, you know, as we do, when we get together, we're like, oh my God, like, I'm thinking of doing this show and that show, or, you know, I'm thinking of putting together this event. And really, in in reality, we should be, we should have like a, a diverse group of friends because then that makes for a really beautiful show. And I think yeah. if you look at it as a, a kind of, vertical structure um there's it's just all the same I, so i pictured it as like a pipe with like the same people in it and then like <laughs> <laughs> i literally like i legit i think i'm a psychologist so in my mind i pictured like a, a long pipe with all these dancers in and two walls up and then all the rest of us on the outside because we're not like welcome in there because we can't do okay, those moves. Yeah. I, I see a visual. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. No, Laura. Um. <laughs> I don't know how I got to that. I've got no idea. I'm not even drinking today. I have not oh, yeah, had a drop of like alcohol. 2 p.m. <laughs> Listen, I have a whole entire child like cocktail hour yeah, starts true. when I open my eyeballs. <laughs> that's when it begins. But, um, yeah like it's it's just it's mental and i think i've thought a lot um since you um messaged me about this i've thought a lot about um the courses and Mm. and how they um how they teach us to i mean they're essential because safety is important so you know i i think i think that's where these courses do come in you know in handy we need to know how to warm up cool down um and and support our students um physically but um i've been thinking about how accessible these courses are so let's say you have someone who can't afford this course yeah and you know they're an amazing dancer but, and they don't do things by the book like does that mean that they like they can't they shouldn't teach do you know what i mean like what if someone is never able to afford this course but they have so much to offer like is yeah. the, i feel like there's there's no way around it no it's a really tricky one because i think that the courses do serve a purpose in terms of like health and safety and needing insurance yeah. and things like that like that's that's essentially what they're there for for me i don't think the course of, uh, well okay how to word this so i when i i did my course all the things that i wanted to teach i knew how to teach already which sounds fairly maybe egotistical but i've been doing pole for a certain amount of years the mechanical side of it yeah always came fairly naturally to me like i could i i can learn in I, I mean, maybe my teachers had a different opinion, but I feel like I could learn from looking at it or from someone tell, telling me how to do it or yeah. from someone um, putting me into it. Like any, all of the ways of learning worked for me and I could pick up a move, maybe couldn't necessarily do it because of my like physical limitations, but I could understand how it worked. Yeah. So doing the course for me was very much a, I need to have it for my insurance. It didn't really teach me anything about teaching. And like I said, the, the nuances that I've learned about how to explain things to someone have come on the job. I didn't get that yeah. from the course. Because um, they're very, like, it is... limited. Yeah, it really like, is. How much can you get in two days of learning? 
which is what one of the courses I did was literally two days. How much are you going to get from that that you wouldn't just get from doing it? Um, Yeah. So I think that there is a need for them, but I also think that there could be a way around it where... They're more accessible for... Yeah, it doesn't need to cost as much. It doesn't need to... Maybe there could be different levels to it where at one point you're proving that you know what you are talking about and you're just doing it to get that kind of insurance. Yeah. And then for the people who do need that further kind of instruction, there's a higher level for that where you're still getting the value for money. Because I agree, they are, they're hugely expensive. Yeah, they really are. I think um, before I started teaching, I, I um, my, the first um, whole studio that I went to was Poltastic in the Northern mm-hmm. Quarter and I worked with Faye and what she did was it was kind of like a like a mentoring like service so I would I would shadow her in classes and I had to do like a certain amount of classes you know um so she would teach the class and she would kind of you know it got to the point where so maybe after like two or three weeks I could then lead the warm-up with her supervision I couldn't do anything without her being in the room so I could then lead the warm-up and the cool down um and then after a few weeks I was able to um support beginners uh you know with with them beginner spins but I had to first demonstrate to her that I could do them and she Mm -hmm. she worked with me and I think that maybe seems like more of a a doable you know, like a, a doable option, more accessible because, and then that, that would work for studio owners as well. So maybe something like that. And then you just get some kind of additional accreditation for being able to do that from these, um, you know, from the organizations that run the, the poll courses. I mean, it sounds good in my head. Um, I'm sure they, you know what I mean? You know, when you've had a drink and you put the world to rights with your friends, like it sounds absolutely fucking brilliant in my head so much so that I've even made notes but do you know what (laughs) do you know what I'm sure it has been thought of um but yeah I just yeah I just wish it was a bit more then we would see because I get asked the question so much like oh you know why in the UK do we not have more black pole instructors why is that you know why is there not more um plus pole instructors and I'm like, you know what? Like in in life, life there are so many setbacks for these people. Mm. When your when your face doesn't fit, so in in normal life outside of pole, um, you know, I think we've had the conversation. You're less likely to see black managers in organisations. Yeah. Um, we live in, um, you know, poor, not even poorer areas, but you know, more like not as developed, not fancy areas. And there are so many setbacks in life, life, so that when it comes to your passion, you know, you're already like a few steps behind. I mean, in terms of creativity, absolutely not. Like probably ahead of the curve. But in terms of, um, you know, being, you know, like I've lost what I was saying. I fucking forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I've fucking forgotten. Um, do that. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what, like, it's kind of like we're already at, like, already set back and, and yeah. held back because we don't we don't have these privileges and, you know, these things aren't as, as accessible um, to us. I'm not saying they're not accessible, just they don't, it just doesn't come as easy as it would for, yeah. for someone else. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's the reason why we don't see as many um, different instructors. I think it's changing. 
I, yeah. I def- yeah, definitely think it's changing. But I think for the most part, it's um, like you said, you know, we've still got a, a lot of a lot of work to do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have faith, but it is slow progress. <laughs> it really is. And do you know what? When you were um, putting Eden together, was this something? Because you you touched on that briefly before. Was this something you had kind of thought of? So you know, was this a gripe of yours even before we kind of you know sat and and had this conversation? Well, obviously it was, but <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, Lauren. <laughs> That's I've okay. Lost, I I've lost my fucking mind. <laughs> Um, so we, Dee and I had both done a fair amount of competitions between us and there were kind of things that we saw that were like, not, not so keen on how this works and not so, for me, the judging process specifically, I found very limited and very, very, um, I guess elitist is where, or like the supremacy kind of aspect of it. There was always an element of... I didn't like the way you did this. You should be doing it the way that I think is right, which doesn't necessarily sit right with me. So um, Eden itself came about because there was a competition that I had judged for that has that was, to put it bluntly, a bit of a shambles. Um, yeah. And I, on that day, remember being sat, making notes of all of these things that had gone wrong. And I was like... Like, I know how to fix all of this. It could have been a lot better than this. Um, and Dee's background is in kind of marketing and events management and things like that. And we sat and we were like, well, we could just, we could we could do it. We could do it on ourselves. Yeah. Um, so we, like, we wrote the judging criteria. We wrote the entry guidelines all with a mind to making it more accessible for people and more enabling kind of more diversity and more more scope for what people could do we wrote the judging criteria in a way that still makes it possible to judge. I want, I'd like to think fairly. Um, yeah. But allows the competitor as much freedom as possible. Yeah. Because I think one of the, one of the things I've noticed, especially with kind of sexy style competitions is that there's always a tricks criteria. There's always a technical criteria. There's always, yeah. a, there's always, you have to fit, that kind of mark when actually if I'm doing a sexy routine me putting tricks in it, and this is me as a like essentially a professional performer me putting tricks in it takes away the beauty of what I'm doing yeah like because of the way that I move and the way that I dance and the way that I choreograph having to put tricks in feels like a downgrade because it feels like I'm conforming to something that doesn't fit what my movement wants to do. So when we were putting together this competition, it was like, how can we enable people to do what they need to do in a routine, but still be judged against each other fairly? Um, So it definitely was kind of our goal to try and change the way that competitions could be done. Um, There's a time and a place for all of them, but we just wanted to do something a little bit different because to kind of respond to a need for that in the within the community and i think you've definitely done that with eden because i even um had a look at the categories and i was just like this is this is perfect like you just get to go on stage and and be yourself and be celebrated for that um not in the way that a showcase would but like you you get like the medal and you know and the the 
the applause and everything. And it's really, really nice to have a space where you can, you can absolutely do that. And you've not got the worry of shit. Like I've got to, because you hear about people like retraining and, you know, just just to enter a competition and i think it's yeah. great that those those spaces exist but why can't we just get up and, and do our own thing and like i said showcases are great because you you know you're not being judged but some people do love that kind of competitiveness yeah, and what yeah i want to know yeah. what i could do better i want to know what you think of it. yeah okay. absolutely so i think that's you know that that's definitely like i'm really representation is great but I think what this says and what this is doing, it's like it's actual structural change. Like it's, you know, it's kind of ahead of the curve. This is my new yeah. phrase. This is my <laughs> phrase of the day. You guys are ahead of the curve. I'm actually like making a snake shape with my hand as I say it. Oh God, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so when you um, came to the pole world with with eden when you came to the pole industry with eden did you have any kind of negative what i saw was pretty positive um yeah uh, but did you have any kind of negative um pushback from from people in the industry there was a fair bit of talk about like oh it's just another competition why do we need another competition there's so many competitions already and it's like well there are, but there's also like a new tricks competition popping up every other week. And at, yeah. at that point, it we kind of went through a phase where there literally was like a new regional competition where obviously the people had seen that they could have a space in this and they wanted to do it, so they did it. So it was kind of like, well, that's happening. So why is there such a problem with this happening? Um, for me, I think some people maybe didn't understand what we were trying to do with it. Um, yeah. And it's tricky still because it hasn't happened yet because of the pandemic. Um, it will happen. It's still like we're sorting out dates and things like that. But just because yeah. of the, because of the pandemic being here, we kind of can't we can't do it the way that we want it to be done. And we'd rather do it properly than do like a half-assed attempt. Um, yeah. So I think the people maybe didn't understand what it was going to be, and because it had come just after this other competition that I had judged at that was so bad, I think there was a lot of mistrust in the in the ability of like something new coming there was because they didn't know at the beginning we didn't tell anyone that it was us behind it because we wanted to see what kind of reception it would get yeah without it just being like oh lauren and d are doing something we like them so we'll go to it we wanted to see what the kind of like an unbiased sort of reception yeah yeah um and we got that <laughs> which was great <laughs> we saw the reactions um and then once people knew that we were associated with it that I think put a lot of the trust back into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Did you feel like you had to do that in in order? Because I think I remember seeing a few comments that I wasn't really happy with, um, mm. but I'll save that for Jesus. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll fucking throw that into the universe another time. I'm not gonna, um, yeah, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, low sodium diet as always. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then because I already knew that it was it was you and D and yeah. I had to stay quiet and I'm seeing all these people, you know, loads of positive um, responses, but some criticisms and I had to sit there and bite my tongue mm. and I was I was ready to fight. Can I just tell you that I was really yeah. because <laughs> I knew like, I knew you and D would create something like you said that would just, you know, like be so 
good for the pole industry yeah. and i feel like people deserved to know like i feel like you deserve to for people to know that it was you and d um so when you finally i think you did um uh an interview with carolina blogger on yeah. pole yeah. Yeah. and i was like yes <laughs> finally and then i started seeing people sharing your picture and i was like yes yeah, like it definitely turned it around it changed it so much it really yeah. did um Do you know what's funny thinking about it now is that it kind of, it almost had the effect that we wanted in that in the fact that all the positive or the majority of the positive kind of response was coming from the people who didn't feel like they had a place within yeah. other competitions. And the negative answer were, the negative reactions were coming from the people who either had competitions already or they had like a position in the industry and they didn't, they, it was like I've been saying, it's like an ego thing, it's a power thing. They didn't want yes. to give up their power. And that almost exactly who we weren't targeting those people. We weren't targeting the people who had platforms and studios and competitions. We were targeting the people who didn't feel like they fit in anywhere else. And that's who we got the good reception from. So that actually is kind of perfect. Yeah, like um, I'm trying hard not to mention any names. I'm not going to mention any <laughs> names. But I remember being part of a thread in quite a popular excuse me, in quite a popular poll um, group on Facebook. So I'd wanted to leave that group quite a few times um, yeah. because, yeah, for, for personal reasons. And I chose not to because there were people in there that I could, I was learning from. It was it was yeah. better than Instagram in terms of hearing people's experiences within sex work. So for that reason, I stayed and that reason alone. Um, but then when Eden was announced and the thread was fucking so long of people just... Mm talking shit and like you said it, it it was coming from people who already had um a, a place of you know already in a place of power within our industry and it was yeah. coming from them and I really got my back up because it, it reminded me of school you know when you watch a, a film and there's a group of people and everybody's friends but then someone comes in with something better than that yeah. they think is better <laughs> and they feel threatened and all of a sudden, it's this whole mean girls bullshit going on. Well, that's yeah, how it felt. 100%. And I commented and said, well, you know, this was before everyone became woke as fuck in air quotes mm. and everyone starts trying to do the best, uh, do the most. I was kind of like, well, you know, this, I don't feel comfortable at pole competitions as, as a, a plus black woman. I don't feel comfortable. So, but this is a space that I would absolutely feel welcomed in. And I feel like it's, that's exactly what it's trying to do and yeah. they didn't get it it's like they were purposely trying not to get it and i was just like you know what delete 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 i'm out of it like i can't yeah, i i fair. cannot i didn't have the energy because and you know what it's so funny that going forward so this was probably when was this lauren like 2000 19 so even since then and we've had quite a few problems in the pole industry yeah it's the same people that were yeah. on that thread with the exact same views nothing has changed no not not a fucking goddamn thing has changed and, and i'm just like i think that there's been like a little bit of progress and some people have made some like positive changes and then it kind of happens again and i'm like i'm never surprised by it at this point like I'm no never, same here i've seen stuff recently where i'm like mm, this is exactly what we're talking about and it's yeah. just still happening um which is a shame i don't I just I, uh, yeah i don't know how else to change it other than everyone just making their own spaces and yeah taking the power away from 
those select groups. That's that's exactly the thing that you know that needs to be done, and we are seeing a rise in you know smaller communities within the poll industry. Yeah. And I think it's really nice that we all have somewhere to call a home. Yeah. Um, and we all have like you know these groups that support us, and yeah, you know you're absolutely right. I I don't I, I don't think that. I wouldn't necessarily say that I don't want these businesses to do well or, you know, I just, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything towards them. I see them and I'm like, okay, you exist. That's great. But I don't feel anything. And um, when I see them, I'm, I'm at that point now um, and yeah. where I'm just, I kind of like, I don't let it affect me. I'm sitting, on one hand, I'm seeing people do really, really good and live their best lives. And then the other, I'm seeing this and you know what? That's fine because the goodness that I'm seeing completely outweighs all the fuckery that I'm seeing um but yeah i think it's really really nice for people to have you know their own spaces and yeah, i know that is. people from those <laughs> other spaces are going to feel really attacked and they and i think you, you can see there that there i mean we've had conversations with people that i've had conversations with yeah. and they've felt attacked it's kind of like yeah. well no you don't need to you have your space and you stay there if you don't understand me and if you're not willing to understand me or yeah the rest of us then we'll 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 you know we'll go back and we will enforce segregation rules if that's how you want to play this shit then that's what we will do we'll go right back to the 1950s and we will segregate and you know and that's not what we want (laughs) just understanding a little bit of understanding yeah completely and we talk so much we talk such a big game about being a community and it's like but where like you're not building a community you're building your business but then you can't turn around and say well this is such an inclusive community and everyone is welcome but you're not you're not welcoming everyone no i know and i was saying to carolina um week before last like it's really nice to see that there are a lot of organizations out there and a lot of businesses that are are doing um the most in terms of what they believe to be the most um yeah but I'm seeing a lot of behind closed doors that there's still a very, there's there's not a lot of respect for the people that they're working with. So for example, no. um, studio owners with um, sex workers and how it's like, okay, yeah, you can come and teach in this space, but remember, I own you. I say jump and you say how high. And I'm like, no, no, no. What kind of bullshit is that? Like I get yeah. as a studio owner, you have to have a certain um set of rules in place which is great but i'm seeing a lot of um just a lot of dusty bitches being so salty towards sex workers and i'm like i i kind of so you're happy to have this person in their space but they can only be in your space as long as they need to remember that you're above them kind of thing yeah and i'm like bitch no i know i know it's awful like Um. it's fucking crazy yeah, I almost wish there was, and I've, I've said this a few times over the last few years, but there there needs to be some kind of, like, council, or it would yeah. be useful if there was, that was completely impartial, completely, which is almost impossible to achieve, but that wasn't kind of governed by one particular group, because I think there are, there are, there's kind of attempts to do that and to have some kind of, like, governing body and have some, like overseer of the industry but it's always run by the same people yeah it's always run by the people who 
aren't the people that they're trying to help, which doesn't really make sense to me. No. It's kind of like, well, if you're going to do that, then bring in the people and actually listen to the people that you're trying to help and listen to the people who don't have the voices. Um, and it would be really great to have some kind of poll, high, high council, I can't talk now. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, catching. <laughs> the, that has like some kind of um, like feedback system where you can go yeah. to people and be like, this studio isn't doing things in a way that is like supportive of the community or this like organization isn't doing things and they have some, but it's tricky because we're not, I don't feel like we're that developed of an industry. I still like, I feel like we're still in the very baby stages of like, yeah. everything's very separated. Nothing's really, there's no kind of uniformity. Everyone just does what they, what they want, which is fine. But then it's really tricky to bring any of those things together in a way that works for the majority. Yeah, that's true. That um, yeah, no, it, it completely does. Because I feel like we're even with something, because we spoke about this um, as a group uh, during yeah. um, a, a community, I think it was after the Eden um, chat that you and Dee did for, on, on Zoom for Filthy Friday last year. And um, yeah, it, it would be hard to, to make everybody feel like they're being heard. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. It's definitely doable, but it is, it is hard. And, you know, like you said, it's, you know, who's going to sit on that council? Yeah. Um, because there are, there are people who are just so, I mean, you know about the experience that I had <laughs> not long ago. And yeah. I'm, again, I'm trying not to, go there not a fan of cancel culture so i'm trying not to use names i don't even really want to talk about the situation but there was it's, it wasn't a misunderstanding it was yeah. like complete um ignorance um yeah. and you know are these the people that we're going to put on these councils because if so like i will fucking shut yeah. down my instagram now okay. i'll stop teaching okay. like i'll like it's really tricky it's really yeah. tricky to know who to put there um, yeah. I will say though that my I have I, I feel like it's now a controversial opinion, but maybe it's I don't know. I I actually oh I love a bit of controversy. <laughs> Go on, Lars. Because <laughs> we keep talking about like not like you and I specifically, but in like in society we keep talking about cancel culture, and it's like and everyone's like oh I'm being cancelled and blah blah, and it's like well cancel culture is absolutely a thing, and it's a thing that's existed forever like it's absolutely my choice who I give my money to and who I invest my time in and who like and if you do something that I don't personally agree with then I I'm well within my rights to not want to interact with you anymore and people get very offended by that when actually it's I think it's a very human thing to do yeah um, definitely I don't I don't necessarily agree with kind of in Some... such a small community like boycotts and things like that yeah like that's exactly it outs. yeah like but I that is that awful there's, there's 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 a point behind people sharing information and sharing situations that have happened that's not always necessarily to be like you shouldn't ever go to this person but it's to incite some kind of change so it's kind of like there's, I, there's a fine line between like harassment and bullying and all of that kind of stuff obviously but i think yeah. the cancel culture is a thing is absolutely valid yeah i i mean I personally don't like it. I, I only because I've only ever seen the kind of the toxic side of it. I hate that word as yeah. well. Um, <laughs> and you know, 
So, for example, when that situation um, happened with me, I found it easier. Like, I could have taken to Instagram in a fucking heartbeat and I know that I would have been backed up and I know that what the repercussions would have been. Um, but I think first and foremost, as, as a black woman, I don't want to do that. Like I've been raised better than that. Like I'm not, I'm not going to do that. There's a certain way that my mum has raised me to be. Um, and it's kind of like, it's not even, you have to do better. It's not even that. It's just, I need to do what's right for me. Whatever choice I make, I just need to do what's right for me. And I need to stick by it. I need to stick by it. So I found it easier, first of all, when I came off the, um, out of the meeting, I cried out of sheer frustration. Because if it was a face-to-face thing, it would have been completely different. But the fact that I felt so like a fucking outsider, like I've been brought into this thing to give my opinion. And when I did, and it wasn't even opinion, it was fact. It was a fact I was given um you know i was i was shut down but i'm glad it happened because it was a very visual a very clear view of what people who look like me face every single day in our polling distress so i'm glad that it happened for that reason but yeah for me it was just easy to come off and have a have a cry um, cause yeah. I felt so fucking worthless lauren like yeah it it made me feel like I, with it, I've never in my life have I had, well, in a long time, have I had a conversation with someone that has made me lose so much value in myself, like in a long time. So, and then I thought, you know what? I'm going to message Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) So Ben was like, okay. So by that point, then like the, the sadness that I was feeling and the worthlessness turned yeah. into anger and a bit of frustration. And then you were able to like, okay, beans, you know, that's, that's ridiculous. I'm so sorry that happened. Um, I also spoke to Lucy Cropper, just like the people that I know will, will get it like in my yeah. friends group and, exactly, and, yeah. and can, and not, not add fuel to the fire and be like, yeah, beans blaze them, burn that bitch, cancel that bitch. Like I, I don't, I don't need that. Um, so it was really, that was just my way of, of dealing with it. But I think some people, like you said, some people are well in their, in their rights to, you know, to take to social media and, and do the call out thing. But I'm just not here for that, you know, grab your torches yeah. and pitchforks shit, like witch hunts. No. No, no, there's, there's a, I think it just needs to be, when I think of, I think cancel culture as a phrase perhaps has been like misconstrued. Yeah, absolutely. And it's turned into this thing where it is that like pitchforks and whatever, but actually the, the fundamental version of it is just like do things that fit for you. Do like, you don't have to do, be associated with this thing just because everyone else is saying that you should, like it's not. It's not up to anyone else. If you don't want to give your money to someone, don't do it. If you don't yeah. want to be involved in something, don't do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's turned into something maybe slightly different. <laughs> yeah, I think I think so. You know what's really funny about these conversations? So I was just thinking, like every every episode that I have where I have a conversation with someone, we have um, an agenda, so we know what we're going to talk about. And, and it's so funny, like yeah, like it's so, and it and it always comes back to like how the poll community can do better for people from marginalized backgrounds. Oh, it's just such and a how big people, issue right yeah, now. it is. <laughs> Just we always go back to how people can stop being trash. That is, yeah, I should just do a whole series called "How People Can Stop Being Trash" because 
you know, it, it really is a big issue, but it's been really, really fucking nice to like start with, with what we wanted to talk about and then kind of, because it, you, you can see how it like spirals off like so yeah. many different things and, and, and no matter what we're talking about, no matter who I'm talking to, it goes right back to that. <laughs> right back to it like and you know it's great people are enjoying listening to it and there's i will say that there's a lot of learning being done um so i can't i'm i'm so thankful for for this space i'm so thankful for everyone um giving me their time because yeah people people are learning and doing better and i've had a few apologies and i'm like don't say sorry like you don't need to apologize just Just do better Yeah. yeah like just you know just just listen and learn and and take your time with it and i think that's the thing um you know people don't need to you know feel i i get it if someone listens and feels like right i want change now i want to be a better ally i want to do that now i get that but sometimes just like our own journeys it's a gradual process yeah and you know you can you can do better bit by bit sign a petition take a class with a sex worker share a black instructor like it's little things i I feel like people are getting so fucked up nowadays and they're you know they're they're so um like overwhelmed with this you know this white gill and the fragility and it's like you don't you don't i get it if you feel like that like i understand it but for me um and you know every i might talk to another black person they they might be like you know what i don't want my my allies to be like that i want them to do it this way but for me it's like a bit at a time like yeah. you know just just take your time with it and you know let it sink in and you know that's you doing you listen to this podcast you you're already doing better yeah, you know agreed. yeah for me i think i like i still have stuff to learn i still i still make mistakes and Same. Things that i don't do in a way that is like that is right for everyone and I'm absolutely open to being told that because I think that the when you bring the I keep going back to ego it's my buzzword for today <laughs> that's the thing that's I love it. like if someone comes to you and says I really didn't like the way that you did this like just listen to that just absorb it and yeah um and I think that there's so much potential for growth and so much and it's just a case of kind of being open to it definitely I mean, if if you're not, it's you know, it's just. I don't think there's there's any excuse to 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 not be open to these things, um, especially not for our generation. Come on, like we're like new age hippies. We should be, you know, we should completely be open to it. But that being said, like you know, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, if someone sent me a message telling me about myself, I would, I would. I wouldn't feel attacked, but I would feel some kind. I'm a Scorpio, like um, you know, like I also have an ego, um, and you know, it's especially if it's something about you know, you know, you put so much hard work into. But then I'm kind of like, you know what? It, it is what it is. Like we, I've got to do the work. I, I have to yeah, like exactly. that. That's that's 100% on me. What I choose to do with this information is on me. Um, yeah, and, sure. and and nobody else so like I accept that I'm gonna process it and I'm gonna I'm gonna do do what I can you know it doesn't yeah. it doesn't have to be the most I don't I don't have no. to be seen doing it 
um but i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i can and i think having theo as well makes it like for me i'm just like i, I need i need change like i yeah, i can't i can't just sit back well, and yeah, yeah and, and do nothing and for the baby polars out there and it just yeah. it I has to it, be that's done why it's frustrating to see people making the same mistakes yeah and it's kind of like i don't like how many times can we try and say this thing in a way and this is this is why people get so angry because it's that like lack of being heard and lack of being listened to and it's like if yeah we're, if we're telling you something and you are like oh well yeah i understand and you didn't have to attack me you didn't have to say this and then you go off and do the same thing again of course people are going to be angry yeah um, it's frustrating yeah. it's and uh, that's something i keep seeing as well you know people do it with their other diverse lineups and and mm. such and then in the other hand you know they're still making these these little mistakes and i find it really frustrating i don't again i don't i don't get angry i'm just like oh shit yeah. well yeah you know yeah well that happened you engage yeah 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 and just not give yeah. them another chance or whatever yeah yeah um so yeah i just wanted to go back yeah. i am so shit at segues like <laughs> when i get one lauren i'm like yes fucking segue like i did it um and then and then i ruin it by celebrating really like yeah (laughs) but yeah i just want you to go back to um movement supremacy in because i know we stayed off a little bit but we did talk about the important things you know this whole conversation is really really important um is there anything else that you would like to um add to what we've spoken about in terms of movement supremacy um for me i think the biggest thing has just been like being mindful of how i say things how i word things yeah like i said when i'm when i'm teaching especially when i'm teaching heels my language is very important in that like this is how i like to this is how i prefer it on my body yeah this is how it's safe but if it's not how you like if you want to do it a certain way who am i to stop you like it's not i um i get told i'm a very laid-back teacher i'm like a very relaxed teacher because i'm like as long as you're safe yeah do it how you need to do it like I don't I'm not if you want to take my choreography and like do something else with it after sure go for it it's fine um because I think that I just feel like there's there's it's it feels so almost mean-spirited to be like yeah. no, you can't dance how you want to dance even though that's how I came up dancing how I want and now that I am in this position of like authority or whatever i don't see it as authority at all no me neither <laughs> i've been calling well i've been calling it um so i've changed over the last couple of months and i've switched from saying instructor sometimes it still comes out because it's natural you know mm. that, that's essentially what we do but um since teaching online classes i'm i kind of say you know this is my role in your pole journey in this class is a, oh, I I'm, like I'm, a gu- I'm a guidance like a, it's a guidance a role yeah, yeah that's it like i'm just here to enable you to be the best um the best you or you know for whatever reason you've come to this class i'm here to to you know to help you reach that goal and yeah. i see it more of even though i give instruction it it I like to give it in more of a guidance way. So yeah, again, even though I'm manic as fuck, it's quite relaxed. <laughs> um, and it's like, well, you know, same as you, I, I do this this way because I like how it looks on my body. Um, yeah. But, you know, we have alternatives and oh, I'll stop them. I'll stop what we're doing, put some music on. I'll ha- have a little play with that and see what develops from from this and see what works for you. Yeah, um, exactly. it's just, yeah, it just yeah. makes makes more sense. 
Um, I think self-reflection as well. So like instructors for students, whoever is so important to be like, and I've, I think you mentioned Marlo earlier, like she posted something about, um, this is where I got it from actually. It was like supremacy in, I think it was ballet possibly. Yeah. Um, that I found really interesting. So it was like this whole like evolution of how moves become, they're like put into a certain box and you have to do them this way and this is how you train them and this is like, and it was kind of like, well, why am I doing it like that? Like, does it does it matter? Um, and having that kind of trigger to be like, do I need it to look this way? Do, is is that just because I've been told it has to look this way? Or is that yeah. because I like it? And like figuring out what it is, what the like the reasons are for me. Like I said, if it's if you're moving a certain way and it's intentional, that's what I'm looking for. It's not like what you're actually doing. It's the, in, yeah. the intention behind it. If it's that's where you're meant to be, that's how you're meant to look great do it that way it's not for me to be like you have to have perfectly pointed toes and your hands have to look like that and that's what also one of those things that people always ask me it's like very because I everyone loves my hands I love my hands to be fair Um, and I always always get asked like what are you doing with your hands in this exact movement and I'm like I don't even really know because it's not it's not a conscious thing when I'm doing it it's just like an extension of whatever else I'm doing my hands have a life of their own and it, but it's also that. not about me. Like, I can tell you the mechanics of what I'm doing. I can tell you the technique. Like, I can tell you what, how it's, like, connecting. But it's never going to look like that for someone else. Yeah. So you can try it, but also figure out how to make it feel natural for you. Because that's what, my movement is very, very natural to me. It's however my body wants to move. And that's kind of what I want to, when I'm teaching people, when I'm, like, telling people things, I want you to move and take this movement and do it how it feels natural for you. Oh my God, Lauren, you've just limitless pilled me again. Like, <laughs> so I have this thing where, so like, I'm saying, so when I move, like my hands are doing, are doing whatever. And I seem to, when I watch my videos back, I seem to do this thing where like my fingers are like tapping and it's not even oh. in, in tune to the music. It's not, it, they're just doing this weird thing but I love it I really really love it I'm all about senses like I I really love embracing that but again that's just natural to me and I've had quite a few comments about it in class because it's never in choreo (laughs) so when when I show them I'm doing it but then when we go through it together there's no finger taps so I tried adding it into choreo and yeah like no one get like no one gets it so that makes so much sense and it's just giving me like a new way of like a new dimension of of looking at it wait it's added another dimension to how i look at it and my approach and how i can explain it to my student lauren what a fucking genius yeah i just i really love i really love watching people dance like yeah and i as much as i've just said this whole thing about not wanting people to move the way that i do but when i'm teaching choreo sometimes you can I don't know if you get it, but you can see certain people connecting with a certain bit of choreo. Yeah. Or like a certain one day we'll do this routine and there's someone will just like have a little moment and I can see it in them that they've just, they like, they're just embracing it and they're connected to it. And it's, I try and call it out. That's my like, yeah, I will call out where I'm like, that looks so good on you. Like, I don't know why, but it, like if you I can tell that you're feeling it and that makes me so happy. Yeah. And it, it just, it, ch- it changes the energy in the room as well, because I feel like 
it's in a non-competitive way it can also inspire other students to be like well I want to find what works for me and yeah you know when it, it's just that little push that little push that they need you know without me having to say anything they've seen that it's it's achievable they've seen someone else do it and I love that if you have like a class of different bodies when someone who stereotypically shouldn't be able to do that move stereotypically you know if we're if we're gonna do you know what I mean (laughs) and they do it and then it kind of inspires other people like oh my god shit like no I'm absolutely 100% capable of this and 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 I love that definitely as as long as it comes from a and you know a place of of genuine like genuine love and you know that genuine want to do better um for yourself um not mean-spirited I'm not here for that like oh my god like she shouldn't be able to do that if she if she can do that I can do that I don't mind people looking at me like that I don't mind that at all that's why I put myself out there the way I do but not my not my students boo-boo no 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 like you know know, I want I want that to come from a really a really genuine you know place um because I want to keep the the space safe as well um so but yeah like like I love that just like yes bitch I fucking saw that (laughs) I saw what you did girl (laughs) like so that's that's how I come at it and everyone kind of stops and they're like oh my god she's shouting who she's shouting at and sometimes like it's it's a really good one (laughs) And sometimes people don't even realize that the person I'm shouting at doesn't realize I'm talking to them. Yeah. And like the whole class is just looking and they're still doing the thing. And it's it's just, it's just little moments mm-hmm. like that. Like just, oh, I talk about teaching. Like I talk about Theo. It's just makes me so fucking <laughs> warm and fuzzy inside. But it's also a dickhead like Theo sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> swings and roundabouts oh so i think i think that's it i think we've come to the end because i know you're tired i could literally talk to you all day and you know it <laughs> but i know you're tired we'll just have to um do another one. <laughs> yeah let's do it like i'm i'm ready um so yeah i'm just gonna ask what's on the agenda for you and where we can find you online oh nowhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah um. where have you gone lauren <laughs> Well, I just, I've been working. I just, yeah, I had a, I guess it was a bit of burnout, I guess, with pole. Yeah. And I just really wanted something different. And I wanted like a stable wage and a like holiday pay and sick pay and yeah, all the good things. Um, yeah. So I have this job, but I will be teaching again. I'll do, um, I'm going to have like a very limited timetable of live classes when studios are allowed to teach. I'll still do workshops and things like that. So if you want to book me, let me know. Yeah. Um, so yeah i'll be around i might do an online workshop at some point in the near future we'll see yeah please do i am um, actually bought one of your um tutorials um okay. yeah like lauren i swear to god i was like okay i'm ready i'm at a place where i feel comfortable i feel strong and um I have my favorite move is the um like straight leg fireman into that swoopy swooshy oh, yeah. side what well, I yeah. swear to god <laughs> my armpit like feels like sh- because I'm so heavy now and I'm trying to find that flow so again like it's kind of I've seen you do it and that that's like my foundation that's my base but yeah. now what I have to do is and you you explain the the biomechanics of it like absolutely perfectly like what needs to be where and you know in order for it to work but what I need to do now is go away and kind of make it work for my big ass yeah. titty 
titty booty body because <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I looked in the mirror, I went close up to the mirror and I was like pulling my eyes down like, no, I'm still Beans. Like, I'm, I'm not Lauren yet. Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, like, looking yeah. at myself. But, That's one of the um, things that I wish I'd had because the tutorials initially were just like, when we first went into lockdown, I was like, oh shit, how am I going to make money? And I, yeah. I didn't spend as much time on them as I should have. So the kind of very basics of like how the movie is done is there, but I wish I'd put more effort into making it more adaptable. Having said no, that, it, my, I'm... my DMs are always open, so message me it absolutely <laughs> works can i just say it to everyone get them like they absolutely work and i love the slow-mo like that that works for me i've got a really weird way of learning and it's like i have to see things and i have to go away and then i have to do yeah, this and do that, that. And so yeah, yeah when when you slow the video down um it really helps me to see okay so her foot's there then um, yeah, and then this arm just yeah, yeah yeah so good. so that helps so <laughs> i'm not you yet but just give me another oh, week you don't need to be me because you're beans <laughs> and when i we we touched on this earlier and you were saying that you like get in your head about stuff but when you trust yourself and you just go for it what you do is magical oh like thanks <laughs> I can't fucking believe this. I, I'm like, <laughs> never in my fucking goddamn life would I think that one, Lauren and Elise would be a friend, a sister friend, <laughs> and two, Lauren goddamn Elise, Princess Queen King, as just, Queen King, I like that, has just told me <laughs> that what I do is magical. Like, like, I'm ready to shut this laptop and I'm going to get on the pole. I, I feel I've good, been good blessed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Um, I hope you learn tons and tons and tons from this episode. Um, Lauren is nowhere, but if you follow me, I follow, um, I share Lauren's stuff on the regs. <laughs> uh, so you can find her there. And, yeah, like, enjoy your weekend and keep it filthy. Yes. <laughs> I love that that's just that's the yes <laughs> this is what I do in classes I'm like I'm really sorry I'm just gonna walk around being like yeah yeah I love that yeah that's such a weirdo Thank you for tuning in to episode nine of Filthy Friday Foreplay. It was bloody lovely to find out more about Lauren. And listening back to this episode really helped me to understand more about movement supremacy. It also really got me thinking about our industry, how we're taught, how we learn and how our movement is valued. There really is no right or wrong way to move your body. And if it feels good, do more of that. There's no type of movement better than another. This conversation really explored the ideas behind the change in movement appreciation and also, more importantly, whether some of us feel more pressured to conform to the more popular movements in order to feel valued by our peers. It's also really pushed me to think more about movement supremacy and how it affects us both personally and as an industry. 
enough sensible chat from me. As always, if you'd like to show your support to Filthy Friday and stay up to date with events, you can catch us on Instagram at PDFilthyFriday. You'll be the first to hear about Filthy Friday events. You'll also have the opportunity to get to know some of the delicious humans who make our community what it is. And finally, to catch the latest from me, Beanie. You can follow me on Instagram via my main account. I'll link it in the description. See you next week.